welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm here today with Salman Khan and we are going to be talking a little bit about our trust's new internal professional standards. So welcome. To start, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at the trust? Of course, I'd love to. Um, Good afternoon, Anne, and thank you for arranging this. Um, So I'm Salman Khan. I'm an emergency medicine consultant by background. I'm currently the clinical lead for emergency medicine and ambulatory care medicine in Hillingdon Hospital. Um, I also do a bit of uh, trauma team leader stuff at St Mary's um, with Imperial Healthcare Trust, which keeps me uh, a bit in touch with what my colleagues are up to in the Northwest London region. Brilliant. So um, we're specifically talking a bit about the internal professional standards. So to start, what are those? And why are we introducing them? <laughs> right. Okay. So the 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 technical definition of internal professional standards is that these are these clear, unambiguous values and behaviours uh, which are expected by individuals that work within an organisation. So <clears throat> these standards are standards that are meant to be upheld by staff within an organisation, um, and therefore. They need to be championed by the staff and depending on how well we um, try to achieve them or whether we're able to achieve them will define how we work as an organization um, which will then become ubiquitous to the uh, region around us and to our patients so i think that these are extremely extremely important um, values and you know like i said before it really defines the culture your work culture and your environment at work um, so what are our internal professional standards? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think one thing that's very important to understand is that the internal professional standards, uh, although these are standards that, you know, are, are meant for staff um, and, and, is the, and, and our gold standard behaviours that, that are expected of each of us, uh, they're all very patient centric. So at the focus, the, the real focus for all of internal professional standards is patient care. Um, how we're able to collaborate together as um, clinicians, nursing and other healthcare staff um, championed by the executive teams um, to provide the best possible care to our patients and get them to the right place the first time, um, ultimately trying to provide them the best patient experience as possible. So the the uh, so I'm just going to abbreviate it to IPS because that's what most people just call it now. It's just a bit, bit of a mouthful. So the IPS staff started uh, many, many years ago, um, various trusts were, had various iterations of the IPS. Some used to call them the 10 rules, the 10 commandments, whatever it is. It's usually, it's usually about nine or 10. Uh, some trusts go up to about 18 or 20. Um, but really, the, I think the first sort of national change came uh, in 2016 when the Emergency Care Improvement Programme, they called ECAST, they came up with a framework of principles of effective emergency care. Um, and these were, again, 10 principles that defined how we should work um, when providing emergency care to our patients. Now, we know that all, all, although we all work for the NHS, uh, NHS, NHS, the individual trusts are not identical in terms of um, strategically relevant resources, um, diversity of stakeholders, um, strategic groups and organisational goals, in fact. So although there is a framework available nationally <clears throat> to work with, 
um, each trust has to come up with their own internal professional standards. So that's what we did. Um, and we came up with 10 internal professional standards. Um, when I say we, there was a large focus group. So the focus group was <coughs> um, sort of, uh, so, so I was leading the group discussions, uh, but it was, uh, it was anything but just me, uh, everyone, um, including uh, the execs. So Agubi, who's the, our ex-medical director, has just left. She was spearheading this. Um, um, and together with Doobie, there was a lot of divisional level um, expertise. So <coughs> representatives from the planned care and unplanned care division and uh, clinical leads of uh, various specialities that work in, in at Hillingdon. So I was there from an A&E, yeah, ACU perspective, but then several different medical specialty leads, uh, surgical specialty leads. Everyone was involved in in in, in constructing our own IPS. Um, because like I said in the beginning, it, it, it has to be collaborative working. And without collaborative working, you can come up with all sorts of standards. Uh, you just won't be able to embed it into your culture. Really, it's interesting because you've touched on collaboration quite a few times and also this idea of wider Northwest London. Um, how does this fit within that, that closer working relationship that we now have with the other trust? <laughs> Yeah, so um, in, I want to say, so this is post-pandemic, so 2022. Um, so it, the the trusts in Northwest London, and there's four of them, um, they decided to come together in 2022 um, to use collective resources and to try and come up with collaborative decision-making in order to provide better patient care uh, to, to the residents of Northwest London. So it's quite a wide area. What we realized was that, yes, we were individual trusts and, you know, our strategic goals may be a bit different. There was something that was common, which was the entire Northwest London population that we were catering for. And whether we like it or not, we, we end up working together with each other. So we tried to open all communication channels. The lead for the uh, acute uh, collaborative in Northwest London, um, Dr. Julian Redhead, uh, formed what's called a peer review group. Uh, or steering group. Um, essentially, what we did was uh, all the different uh, clinical leads, uh, uh, operational leads, uh, execs, you name it, um, uh, I think all the big wigs really, um, across Northwest London visited each and every site. They, they saw the strengths and the limitations of each site, and then there was a big summit meeting where we decided what's wrong with the service that we're providing and what is the exceptional stuff that we're doing at individual sites that we all need to strive to um to duplicate uh what we found unfortunately and was that the internal professional standards were not really being followed across all sites uh to the degree that we would have wanted it to uh to be followed um so <clears throat> whereas individually we were working on our internal professional standards it was decided at a sector level that we should come up with a sector level framework so generic internal professional standards. And this would then help individual trusts agree their own local standards. Now, it's not going to be, it's not reinventing the wheel. Um, but like I said, some trusts have their own Id idiosyncrasies uh, in the sense that Hillingdon, for example, doesn't have many subspecialties. So we don't have subspecialties like ENT, plastic surgery and stuff like that. So 
obviously our, our standards are not going to touch on those things. Whereas Norfolk Park, which has a little bit of all of that, would would, would need to touch on their standards. So so their their local standards are going to be different to us. However, the essence or the spirit of the standards are going to be the same. Uh, and so that's the work that um, I've been doing together with the clinical leads of all the other trusts. And we have now completed our final draft and it's been sent off to the big boss, uh, and Dr. Julian Redhead, and uh, he's going to then get us signed off and have agreement with uh, various execs across the different trusts. Brilliant. So if someone's quite new to the organisation, where can they find these internal professional standards? OK, well, that's where you and our lovely marketing team have come in. Um, we, 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 we came up with a Big Bang launch, launch in, in March of this year. We printed out QR codes um, and these are little cards. We printed out some A4 sheets of the internal professional standards. And it was on the intranet as well. So, so the link is still on the intranet if anyone's interested. But hopefully, uh, once the Northwest London standards come out, we're going to relaunch our own IPS program. So anyone that's missed that uh, should be able to um, catch up. Um, the, the, the I think the intranet link was really helpful because you could send it across WhatsApp groups, etc., which is what we normally communicate uh, within nowadays. I know emails are still um, a strong communicative tool, communication tool, but uh, WhatsApp has definitely made it easier for everyone to have it on their phones. So if there are any juniors who tell me, well, we don't know about the IPS standards, and I'm like, okay, there you go, it's in your phone now, never forget them. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, at the end of the day, um, and I know. You know, that's the whole formal definition and where the strategy is taking us. At the end of the day, what we really wanted was we just wanted a nice place to work in, um, which which I think all of us, you know, I, I think whenever someone's trying to choose a job, <laughs> that's what they're looking for. The people that they're working with, the relationships that, you know, that they um, the professional relationships that they have to work with. Uh, those are the things that, that really count. Um, and we felt that if our professional relationships with each other, seniors, juniors, healthcare staff, different groups um, were good, then ultimately the patients would benefit from it. Um, I'll give you an example. The first internal professional is just be nice. <laughs> so all it says is be nice, behave in a professional and courteous and respectful manner to each other, and that all interactions must have a patient-centered approach. This isn't about your own personal I don't want to use the word, but you know, it, it, it's um, <clears throat> it, it's it's all about the patient. It's about advocating for your patients and trying to get them the best experience possible. Brilliant. Um, thank you very much for your time today. I just wanted to ask one final thing before we go. Like, if there's one thing that you want people to take away from this podcast, what is it? Okay. Um. Interesting. Yeah. So obviously the one thing I want people to take away is we have got internal professional standards. Please download them on your phone and please have a look at them. And they have been agreed by everyone. So don't think that this is just something that we as Amy has come up with or surgeons have come up with. Everyone and that was anyone was involved in this decision making. And it has to be our collaborative efforts that would make it work. Uh, but I think other than that, what I would really like people to take away from this is that um, at the essence, at its very essence, the internal professional standards are there to make your working lives better. It's so that you don't get into unnecessary arguments. You don't waste unnecessary time trying to do your, you know, your basic level of work. Um, 
you know, if 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 so, one of the standards, for example, is that if Amy refers a patient to a specific specialty, let's say to surgery, and the surgeon say, you know what, this was an inappropriate referral. This patient is better off with another specialty. Just grab the phone and speak to the medical team and refer to them if that's what you think is relevant. But don't send the patient back to us because, of course, it's not a great experience for the patient. As as you can imagine, getting bounced around, but also. It, it does cause a bit of friction between the teams. Um, at the end of the day, we're, we're here to just make our patients' lives better and provide them with a good experience. Um, if it's streamlined and smooth, you're going to really enjoy coming into work. Brilliant. I think that's a fantastic message for us to end on. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. It's been really great. Thank you. Thanks, Anne. Thanks so much. So. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode. Tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time.